0: Welcome to Active Activism, part of the Femme On Collective. On this show, my guests shared the causes important to them, how they became involved, and why we should be active in our activism. Meow, everyone. Thank you for joining us for Active Activism. We have a very special guest today. LaShira Lee is not only an active activist, but she also happens to be my literary agent. Recently, I learned that she was awarded this year's AAMBC Award for Literary Activist, so, of course, I invited her here to talk about her advocacy. Welcome, LaShira. Please introduce yourself and tell us what you do.
1: Well, first of all, I'd like to thank you for this opportunity to share. And i also like to thank you for the opportunity of representing you. Um, this young lady is phenomenal. If you have not had the opportunity to um, check out any of her writings, you need to do so. And she has such a gracious heart. So, I want to give her her kudos and she is always advocating for others. You know, my grandmother told me you can't be blessed with both hands closed and you are most certainly a person who uh, opens their hand and their heart to others. So, Thank you for that.
0: Sorry, I was, I am surprised by that. We're here to talk about you and now I have all these. (laughs) Okay, let me get over the feels. (laughs) Now let's get to you, my darling. Oh
1: my goodness. So where do you want me to start? Well, first tell the audience what it is you do. Oh, well, well, let's see. I will take you through a journey. So I've always been that kid that always wanted to read, always had a book in my hand. And there was a time in uh, my life and growing up that we didn't have transportation. So I would constantly walk to the library. Now, mind you, we pretty much lived in the hood. So I was always known with that girl walking to and fro with the book in her hand. And it actually probably saved me because a lot of things that were going on, people left me alone, didn't really pick at me or bother me because I, I would literally walk and have the book open. uh, And so it, it just came down like kind of like nerdy girl, so to speak. <laughs> and so um I always uh, was an avid reader, as I stated earlier, and I was looking for things that reflected me and growing up. Cause I'm a mature age. There wasn't a lot that reflected me in books, but I, excuse me, I constantly read. And then one day, uh, I can't remember. I think I was in fourth grade and I saw uh, roll of thunder. Hear my cry. Mm-hmm. Maybe, older that, maybe in sixth grade and it changed my life. It's one of my all time favorite books. Um, when I was in the classroom, it was a book that I read every year because uh, I do believe in read alouds. I think that's a missing piece of education. there's a whole different ball game, right there. Read aloud to my students, and it was always a book that, regardless of uh, the demographics that was in my classroom, it captivated. And so it captivated the audience. And I would always kind of end on the climatic part, and the kids, even the boys, were like miss lee miss lee you'll read it tomorrow i was like yeah if you i have a if you all are great for your uh, activity teacher special teacher i'll read tomorrow so i was gonna read it anyway but that was my way of trying to encourage them and, right. type them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so from that point living in a uh, a small town that sometimes did not have uh, a bookstore or had a bookstore that reflected uh Perhaps my culture and what I wanted to read, um, I just immersed myself in a lot of different things. You know, I read uh, nonfiction, fiction, um poetry, uh, magazines, encyclopedias. I am such I am a big nerd. Uh I just read everything. I love, I love, love like games and uh statistics and data and things of that nature. So um from there, I'm gonna fast forward. I uh, started a book club. And because I'm an avid reader. And so from that book club um, grew a lot of experiences. Uh, We generally have an author to every book club, not all, but I'm gonna say probably like 80% of the time. Then from being a uh, book club president, uh, I started uh, sponsoring different events in my area uh, around literature. And at one point I even had a event that incorporated uh, young adults and toddlers. But as you can imagine, sometimes it's hard to get people to watch the young adults and toddlers when you have other people. I've hosted everyone from Zane to Roshanda, uh Booker T. Madison, uh, Beverly Jenkins, Brenda Jackson, you name it. Um, and so from there, I spawned uh, other opportunities. So uh, a lot of authors knew me. So I became a virtual assistant social media handler which I still do some people that they, they just don't know it was me <laughs> and and then it morphed into me um being a literary agent I know I, I could go on but I'm gonna stop right there
0: <laughs> but it, it makes you uniquely qualified to be a literary agent who knows how to get her authors out in the world and I see you promoting people who aren't even your authors
1: Oh, yeah, I believe I, I, I totally believe in it. Uh, you don't have to be my author for me to promote you. I'm friends with a lot of people in the industry. um, And I also I see a lot of up and coming talent that a lot of people perhaps don't have the opportunity to see. Uh, so I feel like I feel like it is, it is my duty to promote those authors so they can get. Um, some notability, some visibility, um, get some traction, if you will. So I, I feel that, that that's one thing that I take pleasure in, introducing a new author to a person. I was at an event with AAC author, her one love reunion, and she was um, nice enough to have a couple of my authors on board that I asked her. And readers, we have this tight knit community. These, these these are people who are now my sisters. These are people that we have traveled with throughout the, I don't know, 15, 20 years. So we're often in the same space. So we became, we became reader sisters because of our love of reading. And now we're actually sisters. You know, we call people go on trips together, you know, about family, about kids. And my, I have two children and my daughter is called the book club baby because uh, (laughs) everyone knows her because like during, you know, she would help me set up. She would, that's the heart. She would help me set up. She would take the money for registration because, you know, sometimes when you have traditional authors, um, you know, you had to have a bookstore or sometimes I would have to be the bookstore. I have to purchase the book. People don't know this behind the scenes stuff. You have to purchase a book somewhere and then you have to sell them. And so she would be that person. So everyone knows Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next year but she's like the book club baby of the industry everyone where's jackie how's jackie doing because you know she's been that she's been my assistant basically since she was five i know don't call child labor laws but anyway <laughs> she she's been that system but it's just a friendship is a sisterhood and i wouldn't take anything for it i have met some awesome fantastic people through books uh, i've experienced your support and
0: graciousness firsthand because when i when you found out that i was going to be teaching at the atlanta writers conference you actually signed up for my class and showed up in That's atlanta great. and oh, we were
1: yeah. still new to each other then so that i mean oh, yeah. that just really I'll made try me- too. That sometimes i'm not able to do that but i if i can support i will support even if it's just me going to if you are at a um book club function in my area a couple of hours away or if you're at a library media event or something I will try to support because often what I found out especially for new authors um just having that face in the audience mm-hmm. You know, account. it makes
0: a huge difference to know that it there's like one person there who is absolutely there for you and supports exactly. you and is going, you know, as an actor, too, when you have that one person who is definitely going to clap when you're done with your performance, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: So you can perform <laughs> for that person and then it, it exudes to everybody.
1: Yeah. And sometimes it alleviates the stress too. Cause like I can be silly. I, I can act very silly. And so I may say something funny to the person or like an inside joke, just to kind of, you know, hopefully to uh, decrease some of the anxiety or stress they mm-hmm. may have when they're doing a presentation or a signing. And then you often, people think, oh, no one's going to show up to my signing. No <laughs> one's going to show up. I mean, we all, I've done that. I've had crazy Man, I've had like 200 people, 150 people sign up. For for my literary event. And I think no one's going to show up, but you know, <laughs> your yeah. mind, the way, where your mind goes, you're like, Oh, but they're not going to show up, you know? And so just having someone to show up and you know, it's going to be there. I think it does make a difference. because people it definitely done, does. <laughs> people have definitely done that for me.
0: Well, why don't you share a bit about your activist journey with us? Why, and why advocacy in general is so important to you?
1: Well, coming from an educator standpoint, um, I worked in a school system, which is still, unfortunately, I don't work in a school system anymore. But their scores were released today, and they were very low. But mm-hmm. I worked in a community that had a uh, high uh, illiteracy rate, and I'm sure that most people know that um, third grade reading assessments are what determines how many prison beds are are, are allocated in states, and in my community. That would be quite a high number. And I'm a special education teacher. I'm, I'm licensed special education teacher. So I um, am licensed for specific learning disabilities, you know, dyscalculia, dysgraphia, all that stuff, and for um, emotional disabilities and social emotional disabilities. So I see it firsthand uh, where a lot of my students have struggled especially for students who didn't get early intervention. And then you're trying to get a fifth grade to read when it's it's hard. And so a lot of times, unfortunately, um, they turn to society eels that are uh, not uh, productive to them or any other society. So my initial workshop was called now called lights, camera, Action, but initial was something like women in words, empowering the community girl. It was so long. You could probably barely (laughs) put on the flyer. Oh, I just think about it. But anyway, so I was able to secure a grant. Everything was free for everybody. I got different publishing companies to um, give everybody like two or three books. I was able to get grants. So everyone who came in got like a $5 uh, gift card from Barnes & Noble. Barnes & Noble came uh, to support me, which was probably like an hour over there. Barnes & Noble, so we didn't have a bookstore in my community, which was, <laughs> uh, I was living in Danville, Virginia at the time. So the bookstore came from Durham. Uh, but it, but I had purchased all these gift cards. And so I had like Victoria Rashonda, uh, Booker, who just had a movie released uh, yesterday <clears throat> and a, a very powerful group of people. But I also have they also fed into my uh, youth. So I had writing workshops. I had reading workshops for the youth, but we made it fun and blessedly. My husband he he hops on every crazy dream. So him and a couple of my other friends and frat because I'm a Delta. The, some of the frat they ended up babysitting because I asked people don't bring kids five and below. But you know people don't read the flyers, so they ended up <laughs> toddlers. <with the> <laughs> but uh, but it was such a community event that everyone chipped in. I had people like bringing in cakes. I had people I had I ain't asked for this stuff. I had people emailing me and sending me gift cards for Mm. peace and i didn't ask for any of that i mean i could think i could cry about it now but that's why i knew it was a god ordained event because people helped me that i didn't even ask for help i guess they were like this girl what's she trying to do okay let me give her a gift card right Uh, (laughs) you you need some books baby let me get some books you need some bags that people give me water and i took everything you hear me it was almost like a family reunion or hot, look. I don't hear what you say, I mean, bags, books, er, er, everything. And I, I, I took everything, but it was a learning experience. So being from a small city uh, with no bookstore and also no airport, I knew that I couldn't grow. So I did that in Danville for three years. And then I did it in Greensboro, North Carolina for one year. I, I got to go with another book club. And then from there, I just started doing it again on my own in Raleigh for the last like maybe like five years.
0: But, you know, something amazing about that story is it's not only that you dug in and you were doing all of this, you
1: started inspiring others to do it too, to give and yeah, to be a part of it. We had a great time. It. Like people who didn't read started reading because a lot of people assume that reading is boring. And I guess because, you know, and I often tell educators and parents this, don't make reading a chore where well, people will use reading as a form of punishment. If you don't do this, you're going to have to read. You did it. And so- Students connotate that with negative experience. Right. I like reading fun, and give people things they want to read. Like I tell people, if you at that point, like my son, he's twenty six now, but um, new no, cheat code books used to be insanely popular. So I would just go and buy and purchase cheat code books for for boys in my classroom. I didn't care. I wanted to read, and really, that's technical reading, which is some of the hardest reading. And so I'm like, hey, if you can do that, you can pass these standardized test because the technical part of the test uh reading is what generally kids do poorly in so i would be i would make questions based on cheat code books you know you That's and brilliant. read people magazine okay once again there's going to be a section on the test about that so let's and it's comprehending so i always tell people meet people where they are and bring them to a certain place yes
0: ah oh, i love that well I, I don't think anyone is questioning why you were honored for your literary activism, but why don't you tell them about the organization and and how you learned that you were being honored for your literary
1: activism? Oh, I didn't know I was being honored until, I don't know how, uh, people were inboxing me and texting me, and I want to say, like, that week, there's something family-oriented going on, and I really wasn't on social media that that much, and my book club member called me, and she was like, sure, you nominated for an award. I was like, what award? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, she's like, go on Instagram. And so I was like, what? And then, yeah, I had no idea. But uh, Tamika Newhouse and uh, the founders and the committee, they have been very instrumental uh, in getting the word out about uh, arts. Uh, melanated people in the arts, um, African-American, are, uh, our ex sisters and, and brothers, they've been very responsible of doing that in a systematic way. And, they don't com- and it don't come it kind of culminates to that award, but they do events all year long, uh, about arts, entertainment, um, you name it, e- education. Um, and also, uh, Tamika was one of the people who was uh unfortunately um uh involved in the incident in essence where uh, the bookstore was shut down it, it was her event that was shut down mm essence for some for for other reasons i have no idea but anyway um sh- they, they, they they thought that there was some maybe uh encroachment on their name on their trademark Um uh, but i think everything has been solved now and um things have n- n- next year i do think uh tamika and her partners still plan on having a lit section or session or se- section in sessions uh in new orleans na- next year during that during that time frame uh and hopefully you know everyone can work together for the betterment of in our culture and, and community. Yeah, I met
0: Tamika last year at an, and I thought ladies event, and she was fantastic. She oh, yeah. I just, she, she had a spirit that was like, wow, I want to know you lady, you know,
1: uh, she's been doing this for a minute. I, I, I know, her, I knew her as a reader. Uh, that's how I got introduced to her. And I actually, um, I think no, think I know. Uh, one year I had the opportunity when she had an event during the CIA double weekend when it was housed in uh, Charlotte. I actually got to interview Omar Tari, but I had actually interviewed Omar, and he came to my first my first two um events in Danville. So yeah, so it was like like a full circle moment. <laughs> yes. So were you
0: actually there when the award
1: was was? Given? I actually was, and it. I, I have been back to back. Five weekends, uh, five weekends in a row, I was out of town. So I went to Charleston the Wednesday prior to the event held that Sunday. I left Charleston at Sunday uh, coming from AC's One Love event. We drove from Charleston to Atlanta, uh, just got to the hotel on it to freshen up. We went to the venue, came back to the hotel, just knocked out, and then came back home. Yeah, I, yeah. so I was able to attend. Um, and at first, I did, initially I thought I didn't because I had made a promise to AC that I would come, AC author, that I would come to her event, and I like you know to keep my promises. And then when I was nominated, I was like, oh, it's the same, you know, same week. And so there were a uh, a plethora of activities going on that that week that I could have attended. Uh, but I did want to keep my promise to AC because I had promised her like, like last year that actually I was going to attend. So I was able to keep my promise, but I was also able to attend the at least the award ceremony. Excellent.
0: And how did it feel for them to recognize your efforts?
1: Oh girl, I did not think I was gonna win because I was with Cyrus and uh Curtis Bunn. You no, know, people that I admire. I forgot the other people, forgive me. But Cyrus is someone. There were Cyrus some big Webb. names up there. Yeah, Cyrus Webb is someone I have worked with. I admire Kurt, Curtis, Bunn. I've attended uh Curtis's um uh national book club event. And I'm I, I am a admirer. and i you know I, I share their information and things of that nature. So I'd have thought, well, you know, I'm just gonna show up to show up <laughs> because I'm because I'm nominated. So I had no idea. I was shocked. So when my name was called, I think my um I was sitting in between, well, was sitting in between my, husband, I think he he nudged me, because I was like, oh Lord, I'm daydreaming. But anyway, but <laughs> my name was called. I was like, oh my gosh, I was I was so excited. Like I know I, I didn't
0: hear that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was not hear that. And then I was excited because Kwame Alexander was in the building. And look, I am a huge YA middle school children's book lover, I guess, because the education in uh, my education background and uh, I always immerse myself in, in children's and YA literature. So when I got to take a picture with Kwame Alexander, honestly, I think I was more excited for that. Him, we joked around <laughs> for a few minutes. i was like, oh my gosh, I was more excited than if I think my word, I'm going to truth be told. <laughs> I told him, I said, you know, I've been reading your books for years uh, in, in my classroom. So it was just like a moment. And he was so gracious and just joking and stuff like that. So I was excited about that.
0: Well, it's still so amazing that you were nominated, period, but also that you won. And I, I congratulate you.
1: Well, thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate
0: that. What are some other causes and charitable organizations that you champion right now?
1: Well, my book club—I don't say organizations, but what we do on our own—we um, generally every year we make sure that because uh, the Bible tells you to take care of your, um, your 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 elders and widows. So every year we give be- gift baskets out during the holiday season um, to elders and wid- widows. It may be someone who we know who may have certain you know, situations going on, and we also donate to people in nursing homes because often. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of our elders are forgotten mm. uh, when they're in nursing homes, and sometimes they have families. And so, uh, I remember that as a as a student, uh, I'm a member of a, um, a organization, and um, I remember it was this one lady that we would attend to in a nursing home. And initially, her caretakers would tell us at the nursing home that um, she doesn't like to be bothered. Uh, she was very mean but we found out that she had family during the course of us getting to know her she had family but no one visited her and so we would just take her trinkets uh hair bows and she was probably like 70 some years old like 79 or something uh trinkets hair bows but really she's one like the conversation mm-hmm. so it always stuck with me uh just, they really want the conversation like for someone to recognize them and to you know make them feel that they're still part of our, our community
0: yes these are and our that, resources
1: oh yeah and so um, on my book club we also sponsor uh uh well, right now a single mom i said we need to do single dads too but a single mom that that that's working um we sponsor a thanksgiving basket for them
0: so what are ways yeah. that listeners can maybe support those causes
1: and help you oh, wow you know we do it all on our own we just get, we, we, we use our due money and um we, we purchase stuff all year long and we just do it on our own. So never thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we do. Well, you know, I take that back. I know Miss um, Eva Brock, she does help. She's an author. Every year, regardless, she'll ask me, even if she has been in poor health the last couple of years, she will ask me when it comes to the widow basket, she will send a donation to help.
0: Well, maybe you could... Send me an address where people can send their donations okay. if, if they want to assist with something right. like.
1: That. Yeah, look, that, yeah, that's something we need to think about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's there's a difference between asking for it and just having it available in case someone is inspired to participate.
1: That's true. That, that's true. Yeah, we just kind of we've kind of taken on it like this. Uh, our, our social, our social project um, projects. I need to get on it because usually that's a good. I didn't write an email about that because usually I've. I will ask because this is, oh, yeah, it's almost October. So, yeah, <laughs> I need to start make, making sure we get the names for our, our elders. It's time. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be here you before we
0: Something it. else you do is you post inspirational messages on your social media. What prompted you to make time for that? Because, that, I mean, it's oh. easy enough to repost something that somebody does, but you actually create the post. so what prompted you to make time to do things girl,
1: like- you know, those messages for myself <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you have to encourage yourself um I, I, I feel that a lot of times there's so much negativity um in this in this world and so uh and even some some days when I'm posting girl I do not feel like it. Uh, but something always nudges me to do so. Mm-hmm. And there's so much negativity. A lot of times you can see different things that come across your feed that, you know, I, I do believe like what, what you see, what you read, what you listen to, it can sow into you uh, yeah. over a course of, of of a certain space. So uh, I like at least the morning message to be to be positive. I, I can cut up, but I like to have positive messages because I, I, I'll i try to be a positive person in, in this space. Yeah, you know, so that's, you my, mentioned- that's my main reason.
0: You've mentioned God and sewing, and just just a few things you've said in this conversation, and I have to ask, how big of a role does faith and spirituality oh, yeah. play in your activism?
1: Now I'm gonna tell you, girl. I will tell you, look, you know, is it? I don't know the rest of you all, but you know, I, I I'm trying to do better by being an in, in person uh, church goer, but. <laughs> oh lord pray for me but it plays a lot because you know whatever you do in this world you you have to have faith faith and i do believe i'm a faith walker um in some of the things and some of the places and the spaces and the people that i'm able to connect with i wouldn't be able to do so without faith you know i was born uh from a single mother teenage mother living at times in not such a great community and, um, but it was like the words of people that spoke over me. My grandmother is a huge, still is an inspiration in my life. And I often say my grandma says, and, um, you know, her words still linger on with me, uh, her thoughts, her presence, even though she's not here in the physical, but, um, spiritually her presence still ling- lingers with me. So I know that faith has played and continues to play a big part, um, in, in my journey, um, and I was, it's my, I, I think my, my grandmother's one of the greatest women I've ever known. And I say, I don't say that to be CAD, but it's true. You can ask any of my friends that I've had for you know, several years, like my grandmother was the person, like, um, when I was growing up, if you had a new bow, if you got married, if you had a new child, my grandmother was that person that everyone brought the bow, the child, mm-hmm. the husband to to kind of say hey you know this is Ms Moselle. or when you had a bad day people wanted prayer they would come to my grandma's house if people wanted food even though we didn't have a lot <laughs> but uh you could get a meal and so I I want to I, I want to be that, that that safe space for people now I can never be my, my grandma honey Ooh, that's a that's a whole different gene whole <laughs> different Gene but um you know I want to be that that safe space so I I want to it's my goal to have a a place. It could be through social media or my friends when we cut up or my sunshine group that we can have that safe space. You know, I, that, that's what I want to be. But I, I would never be Moselle um, good, but you know, I want to have some of her attributes and be able to provide people that, that shelter. And you're part of her legacy. Oh, yeah. I was honey. I could think of my grandma and break down crying now. It's like.
0: Well, I do want to thank you for sharing your advocacy. Is there anything else you'd like to
1: add to help inspire listeners to be active in their activism? Um, just be you, be who you are and be um unpatagetically you. Because a lot of times, even in this world, I love social media, but a lot of times we get so many mixed messages. Even as mature adults, we feel that we're not doing enough. Uh, we feel that we're in the wrong place. Uh, we feel that our time is over. But you know, I'm here to tell you that all of that is just falsehoods. You can still do whatever you turn to do in your life. and It's not over. Uh, your season is not over. And sometimes the season that you thought you could do things, it wasn't that it wasn't the right season for you. So keep on pressing and don't give up. Keep the faith.
0: How can people best connect with you and support the work you do?
1: Oh, let's see. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'll tell you being on this, on this side of the podcast thing, look, (laughs) what is my my social media? it read you later on Twitter and Instagram or read you later. And on Facebook, uh, I got a lot of pages, but let's look look at LaShirley.
0: Well, what about on the other side
1: of the podcast? You can still promote that stuff here. Oh, you know what? I, I have not. I told you I have not done anything. And I am I do plan on doing something next month. I've told myself I have uh, talked to guests. But I do want something to talk about. I am planning on doing LCA next year. LCA 24. I have not had in, uh, a physical event since 2019. So uh, being Raleigh, um, I'm excited. People have told me they're going to come because people have been asking me to do it. So that's why I'm I, I'm in the planning process now, so it's going to be a two-day event, August the 23rd and the 24th. Uh, I always say it's the family reunion with people you actually like, because we know sometimes you go family reunion, you don't like everybody. But this is the family reunion with people you actually like. So the first day is a girls' night out where we have, uh, we're have, we going to dance, we have music. I give out reader rewards because I know a lot of people have went through a lot of different things, so I want to acknowledge and celebrate um, various readers and influences uh, in our industry. There are different authors around. Uh, we do a lot. We're going to have uh, Vanessa Riley is sponsoring a Spade Tournament for Friday. Excited about that. And then Saturday, we're going to have our black and white party, our panel, our workshops. Uh, Lajil, um Hunt, who has written for BET. I think she has actually has, has, has one short and two BET productions out this year she's going to do a screenwriting workshop for people who are interested in that and then we're going to have our workshop panel discussions and they're all crazy honey they're all crazy i got my titles and everything and then we'll <laughs> have black and white um book signing and then everybody's gonna just go to their room or do whatever else but so it's, it's t- two days um there are two meals included we're well, actually three meals included and a snack and the fee is one 175 for all the activities, but lodging and uh transportation is on your own. And how can people know well, find fo- out? Well, follow me now. I'm working on the website. Look, I'm a one-man band, so I'm like Jojo Dancing, honey. I'm dancing as fast as I can. I'm working on the, I'm working on the website and getting the um the rate for the hotel. The people who generally come out usually get $99 rate. Yeah, that was 2019, 18, 17. I can't get the rooms for $99 anymore. But uh, we are working on getting a relatively, you know, inexpensive rate. Um, so this is going to be the fun time for everyone, but also trying to make it as feasible and inexpensive as possible. So you can follow me on social media because um, next week, by probably like ne- next Friday, you're going to see it everywhere, honey, and you're going to be prepared to be sick of me. <laughs> But and, the, and prepare to be sick of me. And one, one of your favorite people, um, Dr. Nora McLaughlin, is also doing a journaling panel. So, babe, I got stuff for not just readers, but stuff to get get your life together and get, get your soul straight.
0: Yes. Yes. Love it. Well, thank you very much for sharing your advocacy. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, comment and subscribe. This has been Active Activism, part of the FEMON Collective.
1: Thank you.